Welcome to Her Next Play's Power Chat Podcast, hosted by Sarah Wegman and Audra Emerson. At Her Next Play, our mission is to develop the next generation of women leaders through sports. Sports build powerful leadership skills, and female athletes have enormous leadership and career potential. In our Power Chat Podcast, we talk to inspiring women leaders about sports, leadership, and careers. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Sarah Wegman, and I'm thrilled to welcome our guest today, Rachel Krasnow, to the Her Next Play Power Chat podcast. Rachel is the Director of Sales at Fenway Sports Management. She earned her BA from Cornell University and then continued her education at the University of Massachusetts Amherst, where she earned her MBA and MS in Sports Management. As Director of Sales for Fenway Sports Management, Rachel is responsible for corporate partnership sales for their prestigious portfolio of iconic sports properties, including Liverpool Football Club and the Boston Red Sox. Rachel, thank you for being on the podcast today. We're so excited and happy to have you. Thanks for giving your time um, to share your insights with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I think this is a great organization. I'm really excited to take part and, and be able to talk to you guys today. So we got connected actually over LinkedIn. Lacey Sensen connected as one of our advisory council members, but then it turned out that you were participating in the Sports Biz Camps, which is a virtual sports career exploration camp for high school students. And my daughter happened to be in it. So I peeked over her shoulder and got to hear you on your panel um, on sports marketing. How was that experience for I thought it was just such an innovative idea and one of those things, there's so many things we've had to give up in COVID, but the fact that they were still able to do this sports um, exploration camp and then to do it virtually so, you know, students all over the country were able to participate. Um, But I would love to hear how you got involved in that and what your experience was. Sure. Yeah, I loved it. That was an unbelievable program. It was really cool to be a part of. I was so fortunate to be there and, and take part. Um, I agree with you. It, you know, one of the things that's pretty cool about that one is it was supposed to be a regionally based program and due to COVID, it actually made it far more successful in the sense they were able to open it up around the country to people uh, in high school all across the country. So that was great. Um, just from an exposure standpoint from the program giving back. Uh, for me personally, I got involved actually because I have a friend and colleague. I think that doing stuff like this and having these conversations, you know, so much of sports and being involved is being part of that team. It's that networking component. Uh, so there's a guy who I'm colleagues with, who he's actually a headhunter at a, at a firm that I worked with in the past and we've stayed in touch over the years. And he was a big advocate for the sports biz camps. And he had reached out to me asking if I'd take part. And through that, I was able to meet all the other guys on the panel and we got along really well and had separate conversations. And it was great for us to find the similarities and connections there. Uh, and it was a fun one because I think, you know, for high school students, especially, it's really important. I, I, you know, I played sports in high school kind of growing up. That was always something I did. I worked in sports. And before I even knew that that was a career path for me, I realized, wow, this is something I've already been doing. And I wish there had been programs like that when I was in high school right. um, because it's such a great way to give back. Yeah, no, it's incredible. I think yeah, I didn't know what was going on in high school. I was not already thinking about my career. So it was amazing. I think over 900 high school students participated in the camp. And so what a great opportunity. So you mentioned that you were an athlete growing up. Can you talk a little bit about your the role that sports played in your life as you grew up, which sports you played and uh, what your experience was in terms of career? Sports has always played a huge role in my life. I've always been a big sports fan, uh, which added with the fact that I played. So I played three varsity sports in high school. Um, I played, I, 
I played, I swam in the fall. Uh, that was mainly a stay in shape sport more than anything. That was a really good, best shape I've ever been in my life. Um, I loved it and still swim to this day. And then I, um, I played in the winter, I played ice hockey and I actually played on my high school team as well as I played on a club team on the side. And then I played softball in the spring. Uh, so I was a lot of different sports, loved them. I still play on a hockey team to this day. I actually play in a men's league here in Boston, which has been great. I played club hockey in college. Um, so I continued that throughout my career. And at the same time, I also worked as an umpire for girls softball. Uh, and I worked at the YMCA at the front desk. So I did everything that you could possibly get involved with in sports at a, you know, in high school. Uh, and that was kind of what shaped my career moving forward because it was always something I was so passionate about. So that's what I was going to ask. So it sounds like, yes, I mean, fan, official, <laughs> participant, you are really involved in all different types of sports. So did you always know, like when you went to college, that you wanted to get into the sports industry or how did you end up taking that path? You know, it's really funny. I didn't know until after college, really, when I was starting to look for a job that sports was something that I wanted to get into because I never really thought that you could make a career out of it. It didn't really occur to me. But when I went to college, I knew I wanted to stay involved in sports. And so I continued that trend um, where I actually I reached out to the head of the football team. I went to Cornell University for undergrad and uh, I reached out to the head of the program and I asked, I was like, do you have any positions available? And they did, they had a, a manager, student manager position, which was everything. I filmed video up on the, you know, the scissor lift all the way up on the top. I, um, I did everything from recruiting to spotting the ball during practice, you name it, I was involved. Uh, and then on the on side, I also was on the club hockey team, as I mentioned, and then I um, did intramural sports. I refed hockey, you know, similar to the umpiring, I kind of continued that track. And so I did the same sort of thing I did in high school and college just because I loved it and I wanted sports to be a part of my life. And after college, I was kind of looking for jobs and I was like, well, I love football. I love working in this. And so I was fortunate that I made great connections to the coaching staff uh, while at Cornell and they all reached out on my behalf and I got offers from five NFL teams what? coming out of college. Five NFL yeah, teams? For various different jobs, That's which was incredible. Amazing. And Yeah. It was all just due to the fact that this is kind of what I had done. And I took a step back and I was like, wait a minute, I love what I'm doing on the side. Like, why can't I make this a career? Uh, and after the, I ended up working for the Miami Dolphins right out of college. And after about a year and a half of that, I realized I wanted to go back uh, to get my MBA and my master's in sport management to continue that track uh, in sports. Wow, that's incredible. I was just talking today with someone about how there are so many jobs in sports and a lot of times students and recent graduates really have no idea about the cool options like your job. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what it is like to work in a sales department at Venway Sports Management and what a typical day is like for you? Sure. So I work in corporate partnership sales, which is basically when you're talking to organizations, companies that are interested in sponsoring with a sports team. Um, so using the Red Sox as an example, because it's probably the most familiar to everyone in terms of just recognition. When you think of a company that's got their name on the green monster, that's my job to find those companies and sell them those green monster spots. And it's a lot more than just the green monster side. A partnership is going to be really catered toward the company and the objectives that they want. Like if they want a green monster sign, they want a brand visibility. They want people to know what their company is. Um, and then they might want hospitality tickets with that. They might want TV advertising. They might want digital and social. So my job is to figure out what those companies are looking for and build out a custom package that's really creative and a fun way of kind of taking what we have to offer and allowing them to 
get you know the most out of the investment that they're spending with the team. So it's a typical day is anything from a lot of outreach. You get a tough thing about sales. You know, I, I always encourage, especially girls, to get more involved in sales. It's so important. It's a it's a great learning opportunity. You know, you get a lot of no's. You send a lot of outreach to get that one company to spend money with you. Um, but it's a great building opportunity and the reward of signing a new partner and getting to see them up on the green monster is one of the coolest experiences out there. And do you keep going with them after you um, kind of seal the deal or, or have that contract signed? Do you do any of the activation or keep working with them? Or are you pretty much focused on the sales side? Depends on the organization. So in past roles, um, I have been more involved in the activation side. And here, I definitely still stay in touch with the client once they're currently a partner. You know, they, you build that relationship and you don't want to just hand them off to somebody else and say, see you later, not going to talk to you anymore. You know, so there is that level of connection. Um, but we do have an activation team that really does manage the day-to-day -day on the Red Sox side. So oftentimes what I do is I pass them off to the activation team and they manage it. But I'm still kind of on top of Hey, is this happening? Let's make sure it happens so that when it comes time to renew the partner, I'm still involved and invested in the relationship so that it's an easy transfer of, you know, hopefully re-signing a deal. Okay. And so as mm -hmm. people think about whether this might be a good career path for them, what are some of the key skills and abilities? Like what would make a great um, candidate for the types of roles that you've been in, in terms of partnerships and sales? It's a good question. And it's one that I think, you know, it's a really fun role once you're in it. And I think the special thing about sales uh, in general, especially corporate partnership sales, is you really get to do all the fun, glamorous things that come along with being on a sports team. So you're going to all the games, you're getting on the field pregame and giving a tour, you know, and sitting up on the green monster to catch foul balls during the game, like doing all those things that are really fun. And you're really hosting people to showcase what that experience of having a being a partner of the team is. Um, so you need to be definitely in terms of personality type, everything you want to be that energetic, enthusiastic, you're going to be asking a lot of questions, you're going to be having a lot of conversation. And so if you're an introvert, it can absolutely work plenty of the time. I'm not saying it doesn't, but it's definitely a role where you do need to be putting yourself out there. Um, so that confidence. And I think people who played sports growing up and you're part of a sports team, that's a big part of building that confidence and being, you know, part of the team. And it is a team dynamic team effort across the board. Um, so that's such an important part of the job. And then you need to have thick skin because a lot of the job, as I mentioned earlier, is a lot of no's. It's a lot of people saying, you know, this is not something I'm interested in. Please don't reach out to me anymore, which, which is tough. And you, you get a lot of those for every one, you know, you get probably 20 of those for every one. Yes. And the yes doesn't mean it's a deal. That just means, yes, I'll talk to you. So there's definitely an element of thick skin. Um, so you need perseverance and you need that kind of drive to be really confident and keep going on it. Okay. So thinking about kind of perseverance and drive, I think especially right now, it's always been tough to break into sports and with COVID and everything, you know, shutting down and um, having it be a tough time. I think sports has really been one of those industries that's been impacted. And so it's even harder. So what do you, what advice do you have for students that are graduating right now and interested in getting into the sports field in terms of how they can break in, how they can stand out, how they can network. Um, obviously with five offers, <laughs> you did that really well coming out of college, but I think a lot of people don't have those connections um, coming in. Yeah. And it's tough. I mean, that really came from a background of working in sports in college and not even realizing I had that network and then taking advantage of it and, you know, putting myself out there to the people that I was working with and asking them, Hey, can I get connected? 
But now you're right. It's so hard, especially during COVID. And we just had a, a the group I work for is called Fenway Sports Management, which you know owns the Red Sox as well as Liverpool and these different properties. And we did a Fenway Sports Management University uh, for we were supposed to have all these interns and associates, which are kind of entry level positions, and we were put on a complete hiring freeze. So we did this program, and I actually just had the same conversation because I think it's such a crucial part of applying for jobs and looking for stuff now. And so much of it is just you know, being confident in the outreach that you're doing and finding people that you're interested in what they're doing. It doesn't have to be a general manager of a team. It doesn't have to be the top level. It can be kind of the entry level or the first person in there. Those are the ones who are going to be more than willing to talk to you and have a conversation and just outreaching to them. And a lot of people, whether if you, hopefully if you have a LinkedIn, which I know, you know, at a high school age, you might not have one yet, but setting up a LinkedIn with your background and outreaching to people, finding people at different sports teams and organizations that you want to talk to. It's amazing how receptive people are. I know for me personally, anytime I get a LinkedIn request from somebody that's a well-written, thought-out, personal request, I respond. And I say, absolutely, I'm happy to carve out 30 minutes to talk to you. And, you know, from my end, it's paying it forward. I, I had some of that growing up and I'm really fortunate I did. Um, and I want to make sure that, you know, the next generation has that as well and, and it can continue to grow in sports. So I think, you know, just doing it the right way. And the best thing is finding somebody who you're interested in what they're doing, because then you want to come prepared with questions. And if you have questions because it's something you're interested in and passionate about, it's really easy to just continue that conversation and, you know, make it something that's worth their time. Right. Absolutely. So I do want to talk a little bit about your experience um, as a woman in sports. And so it's such a male dominated industry, although it's very heartening to see a lot of the pro leagues starting to hire more women into lots of different roles. But what has your experience been as a woman in the sports industry? You know, some places are better than others. It's definitely uh, an interesting learning curve in terms of just how you fit in, how you manage things. I've been the only female on every sales team that I've been a part of um, in every job. Yeah, there's been times, you know, since starting that they'll hire somebody else on, but pretty much the only one. I've never had a female boss, which I've always, you know, been difficult. And within the organization, there are other departments that there are definitely a lot more females. So I find, for example, at Family Sports Management, we're about 45 people and we're probably split 50-50 male-female, which is great. Um, so within the office, there's a lot of women and it, it's a very good corporate culture. Uh, but my or, my de specific department, there's 13 of us. I'm the only female. So it's been an interesting one. I think that, you know, personality-wise, I'm able to kind of fit in. I've always been able to talk sports pretty easily. So that's, you know, helped, but it's not a necessity by any means. Um, you don't have to know about the sport that you're working in. Plenty of people don't. Um, so I would never use that as a reason to not get into a sport that you think might not be a good fit. Uh, but it is something where some guys are, you know, say things that might not go the right way. And I've had instances in the past where I've, you know, had to bring management in for uncomfortable situations, but it's being confident in yourself and knowing that if something feels uncomfortable or if it's not, it probably is. Um, even if it's something that everyone might be, you know, laughing at or what have you. So I do think that um, there, for the most part, it's been really positive and you have a lot of supportive people, but it's finding those supportive people in your career and those mentors and those people who can really support you and finding an organization that respects that. Right. Uh, and that's the important part. And I thought 
is a really good transition to my next question, which is around women in sports and events. So I think they're just a fantastic organization. We have a chapter here in Minneapolis that I'm a part of, and I have found it just to be invaluable in terms of meeting other women and networking and um, developing professionally. Um, and also like just, a, they always have the best events because they're always at just fantastic sports venues and it's so fun. Uh, so great organization. It sounds like you're involved um, as director of mentorship. So I wanted to ask two different questions. One around um, just why you decided to get involved in WISE. And I do think, especially in a male-dominated um, industry, it is so important to have some of those um, mentors and supportive connections. So would love to hear about why you got involved and then specifically um, why you wanted to take that role of director of mentorship. Sure. Um, I have always been a big advocate for women growing in the sports world. I think there is some level of a glass ceiling. I think there's not enough women in sports. So it's always been something that's a big passion point for me because for every woman that's in a sports that might try and tear down other women because they're competition, in my view, that only helps and grows your, your role. So you got to be supporting each other. And that's a huge something that I really try and live by. Um, when I lived in Jacksonville, they didn't have a chapter, but they had some women's events that I was definitely involved with. Um, and I tried to get as involved as possible in anything that they offered. And then when I moved to LA and worked for AEG, which is the ownership group for the Staples Center, the Kings, uh, the LA Galaxy, they had a they had a huge um, chapter of Wise in LA. And AEG was a big part of that and a big advocate for it. So it was a huge part of working in sports um, for the team. They encouraged everyone to join Wise, and so I joined loved um, all the events that they put on to your point. There's some really fun events and it's a great way to network within the sports community in, in your city that you're living in. Because for me, it was an opportunity. I now know people on every major sports team in LA and I have plenty of students, people coming up who are asking me, Hey, I'm interested in a job. And I've, you know, placed associates from my program are now working for the Rams because one of my best friends that works there, like it's such a great community for meeting people. Um, so I loved it. And while I was there, I was a, mentor as part of their mentor mentee program they asked me to be involved and so um loved that experience loved the people i met through it and so when i moved to boston i knew i wanted to get more involved in wise here in boston because it has had been such a positive impact for me in la um, so i knew a couple people on the board reached out to them and especially in boston even though i'm from here i actually didn't know too many people in the sports world across the different ones so i really did want to have that opportunity to meet people in the different teams and you know not just teams but other brands and stuff that are involved in sports in the boston area um so i you know wanted to join and the director of mentorship because there are a few positions open that one to my going back like i do take these mentorship roles a lot i find that it's something that i love doing um, so i thought that role made a lot of sense for me and it's a lot of fun because i was able to launch the mentor mentoring program that i did in la i, I actually launched it here in boston so i'm first year of that right now and it's been a great success so far. We have 16 women um, in the program and we do all sorts of fun events and things for them specific. And it's a great way to meet people and, and it's a more intimate setting than the overall membership of the organization. So. Fantastic. So just to wrap things up, I wanted to ask, we always ask all our guests um, if, whether what they still do from an athletic perspective, but it sounds like you're saying you still play hockey in a men's league anything else but not that that's not enough <laughs> how is that how do you still love doing that how do you fit that in with your your busy schedule at work yeah I love so hockey I've played everywhere I've lived you know surprisingly places like Jacksonville Florida still have a men you know mostly men's leagues mainly just because 
Um, you know, there aren't as many women's leagues kind of at the skill level, you know, to my point of like girls getting more involved, getting you're in Minneapolis, like right. Minnesota, Minnesota has great hockey. Like, <laughs> you're like Boston, <laughs> like it's good to have more women in hockey. So I always encourage that. And I, I love the camaraderie and the friendship I have with the guys on the team. Um, and then I also do, I actually love uh, like running triathlons, a lot of road races, you know, mainly sprint triathlons. It's a great way to just kind of combine that swimming that I did in high school with, I like running and biking. So there are really fun ways to meet people. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was a college soccer player, but now I do competitive tennis and I just, I still learn so much and it's my outlet and I love just having a chance to get better at something and get coaching and compete again. Once an athlete, always an athlete, I think. Um, okay. So we have a quick sort of rapid fire portion of our podcast. I'm just going to ask you a couple of quick questions um, with one word answers and then we'll wrap things up. So favorite female athlete. Um, I would say Venus Williams. Love it. Favorite Olympic sport? Uh, ice hockey. <laughs> I'm a little biased. <laughs> I'm a big hockey fan. Yeah. Okay, and I'm not trying to get you in trouble with any of your clients, but favorite sports team? Uh, favorite sports team? It's a tough one. Probably the Bruins. Um, I, as my, I, it's a toss-up between the Bruins and the Red Sox, to be honest. Um, last show you binge-watched? Uh, oh, Indian um, Matchmaker on Netflix. Oh, and then um, last book you read? Um, the Gown. Good. All right. So to wrap things up, at Her Next Play, we're all about giving visibility to women leaders. So who is a woman leader who is inspiring you right now? Um, I love Sheryl Sandberg. I think if you've read the book Lean In, uh, it's one of my favorite books. I just think they're so empowering for women um, in general in terms of just to a lot of what we talked about today. Uh, just the, you know, women advocating for yourself, being in these roles, pushing for things that a lot of women don't do uh, in any role in particular. So I, I think she's super powerful and I love the way she writes and I, I, it was a really great book. So she's somebody who I aspire to be like and, and, I, uh, and I appreciate how much she's done for women in, in, in any job, not just sports. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, Rachel, thank you for being on the Her Next Play Power Chat podcast. Thank you, Sarah, for so much for having me. This is great. And what a great program. I think you guys do unbelievable work. So I'm, I'm excited to see hopefully some of these girls coming out through this program uh, in the near future, you know, in any sports league across country and always feel free to reach out if you've ever got any questions or want any help with anything. I'm happy to help. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Her Next Play Power Chat podcast. We hope you've been inspired to become part of our community and join us in our mission to develop the next generation of women leaders through sports. You can help support us by heading to our website at www.hernextplay.org to join our Booster Club as a donor or a volunteer. And follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Her Next Play to learn more about our programs and upcoming events. We'll be back soon for the next Power Chat.